You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Have you heard of the Red Pill community? It's this community of people online that, um, hmm, I would say they're represented by toxic male coaches and they talk about pretty much how to treat women terribly. There is a clash in the dating hemisphere between men, the modern man, and the modern woman and especially in the West, and the desires of both are different. Now, one thing that I think that I'll talk about as a viewer, as an audience member, what you should think about when you're going into watching these videos, and then I'll also talk about as a creator what you should think about when you're going into watching this video videos. If you're new here, my name is Kenem and you're watching Brand Video Pro. This video is brought to you by Brand Video Pro's Members Lab, an online course that teaches brands and businesses how to scale their influence and sales. So let's begin. All right, so the Red Pill community. <laughs> I think that right now the leader of the Red Pill community, it used to be AMS, Alpha Male Strategies, but right now it's Kevin Samuels. You're average looking at best. This is what uh, catapulted Kevin, um, as well as the whole space into more mainstream eyes. So I think I want to say this is like at the end of December in 2020. Average looking women. Her and her bedazzled phone. Average looking woman who's <laughs> older. Average looking older woman with a 13 year old son. Average looking woman with, with a 13 year old son with a sketchy baby daddy. Yeah. That's the kicker too. This gets worse every time I say something. Your mother four, with, yeah. and how many? How many different fathers? Four. Holy shit! Oh. Holy shit! How many times have you been married? None. Oh, that ain't gonna work. I proposed to three times. But that I ain't gonna work. Close That's to not three times. Man, you're a used vehicle wanting brand new 2021 prices. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wear 22. All right. Yeah, I'm juicy. I didn't know that. That's not the word I would use. I mean, he has accumulated the most followers. Then you have some other smaller channels like mediocre tutorials and reviews. Um, and you have, you know, there's just a bunch of them. MJ Get Right. Some of them, I don't even want to mention them because I don't even want to, you know, give them more exposure than they need to get. But what is it about this toxic masculinity that's circulating online, specifically in the dating world? And if you're a creator, is it worth it for you to create this type of content? One thing that I will say is conversations around dating have always been extremely popular online because everybody dates, unless of course you're asexual, most, if not everybody, date. So it's highly relatable and dating coaches get so many views. So it's definitely a, a sector to look into, but something that has been rising in fame um, online or has, something has been trending online is that red pill community. So what exactly is this concept of the red pill community? 
Essentially, if you watch the movie Matrix, he was offered the red pill and the blue pill. And in the movie Matrix, the red pill represented being woke, being aware of what's happening in the world. And the blue pill was kind of like, do you want to stay asleep and stay in this matrix and this zombie land where you don't get to know what's really going on? So this whole, they've taken this concept with the red pill and they've applied it to dating women. <laughs> so what they've now, what they're now saying is, if you have the red pill, you understand female nature. And a lot of these dating coaches, what they represent is female nature is hypergamy. It's, you know, treating men terribly. It's whatever it is. And on the other side, <laughs> on the other side, the blue pill is considered like a simp. And if you don't know what a simp is, what, how would I describe a simp? A simp is essentially, oh, there's actually an acronym. It's an acronym for something. So let me Google it because I can't remember. <laughs> Google just says it's a silly person, but no, it's essentially pretty much a man that pedestalizes mediocre women. And that's the idea of what a simp is. Someone that, you know, is blue pill, takes the blue pill and wants to stay closed minded about female nature, which is what these dating coach coaches call hypergamy. So why is this even a trend and why is this even a thing? I think the first thing is like, like I said, everybody dates, everybody, like everybody wants to understand, you know, what's going on in the dating world, whatnot. And so it's really trending because of people's curiosity. And generally the topic around dating, especially in the black community has been, you know, exploding online in the past, like, I want to say two years. You know, we have other channels like Eight at the Table, which I actually quite like Eight at the Table because they're not toxic and they really just like, they give a fair balanced um, perspective of both women and men and women. And obviously there are other um, dating coaches that are just female centered that focus on women, female dating. And those tend to be a lot more, a lot less toxic. One thing that's really interesting to me about these men they have this position and this belief that they are superior to women. It's, it's typical misogyny. They have this belief system that men are superior. <laughs> and it's just so, it's so interesting because you'll find a channel, like when you look at channels like AMS, he's very direct about that's his message and he's not hiding it. But when you look at other channels like mediocre tutorial, tutorials and reviews, they sort of like, position themselves because mediocre tutorials he uses all these like big words and he sounds really articulate and very intelligent but when you strip away at his messages it really the core of it is um misogyny the weakness of men is the facade of strength the strength of women is the facade of weakness now as you guys already know from the channel i absolutely love content right whether it be from quotes books interviews where it gives me an additional chapter in life to understand this wacky wide world 
that we live in. I look at this quote right here and, and it unlocks in my mind so much of what makes sense within this world. Now, And everybody has their own reasons, you know, and the way that they perceived women growing up. Some people had their mother's presence. They had a loving mother present. Others didn't have a loving mother present, especially in the American context where you have a lot of, especially even in the black community in America, you have a lot of mothers who maybe who went into drugs, went into or just disappeared um so you'll find that a lot of these situations they've either not had a loving mother in their lives or they have had really terrible relationships with toxic women but the idea that every single negative experience of a woman to blame that on all women is what i find quite myopic <laughs> and quite it's quite silly because like look at the end of the day, the world, the way the world is, there are good people and there are bad people. There are always going to be bad people. There are always going to be good people. It's not gender specific. It's not racially specific. It's just the way the world is. Some people are good. Some people are bad. So I think people need to be very careful when they're always blaming women, especially in these red pill communities, when they're blaming women for toxicities that they experience in their lives. And then, of course, you have Kevin Samuels. I mean, I like I don't even have much to say about Kevin Samuels. You know, he's dressed well. He's an image consultant and dresses very well. And what do you expect from an image consultant? When people are, you know, offense, offended by the way that he communicates and the way he asks people, what's your dress size, X, Y, Z? What do you expect from somebody who makes a living off of materialism and being materialistic he's going to have a materialistic perspective and i know a lot of people have dug into his past and his you know his his uh two failed marriages. I've seen loads of videos of people talking about Kevin Samuels' past in terms of how much he made in his 30s, his past eviction, his run-ins with the law, his relationship or mocking his relationship with his exes and his children. I don't think we should dig into those things, so I won't be touching on all of them. I think what's more important is that we address what somebody is doing right now and the character that they have right now, because I think it's actually good that he's been able to get himself out of certain situations. Kevin Samuels in his past, or maybe even in his present, has been a somewhat irresponsible husband, maybe even an irresponsible father. And I feel like he has had negative or frustrating interactions with women and maybe even his child. As a result, he has abandoned or failed in his responsibilities. Or well, the main area in his life that he has been successful in is his finances. And as it so happens, we live in a world that prioritizes men's finances and women's beauty. I did a video on beauty standards if you wanna check it out. Kevin has latched onto this one measure of success and he has allowed it to shape the rest of his teachings. The result of this has been half-truths that call out everything women do wrong in a pursuit of a relationship or in a relationship itself. But when it comes to relationships, he completely abdicates men of all and any and every responsibility aside from financial provision. No responsibility to have a good character for the sake of the relationship. No responsibility in the conception or the responsibility of children in a relationship. And absolutely no responsibility in the success of the relationship, like I said, outside of financial provision. And if financial success is what you want and what you look for in a relationship, then by all means, listen to Kevin. But I think Joseph Prince said it best when he said that, Sometimes we look at success 
in individual areas as opposed to looking at success holistically and I feel like you have to look at all areas of your life so yes it'll be great to have a healthy bank account a healthy body but what about having a healthy character having a healthy family structure having healthy relationships I just think we should look at this holistically I feel like because he's articulate and he has the guts or the confidence to say what he thinks inarticulate unarticulate inarticulate men who in real life would never put a woman in her place they live vicariously through him. But at the end of the day, there's a community of women that consistently go to him for advice. Now, I don't know the type of woman that would <laughs> seek Kevin Samuels for advice, unless you want to go there and you just want to get exposure and you just want everyone in the world to see you. I just can't even imagine having a conversation with a misogynistic individual like himself. Often his choice of wording leads me to believe that he views women as objects he refers to us as assets she is a feminine asset in her simplest form he talks about being able to keep women a man must want to keep you he talks about us as useful assets to be an asset you must be useful useful to who useful to a man he explains how we should be enthusiastic like a child or a puppy she's like a kid or a puppy in her approach to the market. What does that mean? Puppies are always happy to see you. Kids act like, wow, whoa, that's cool, bottled. And then the dog reference appears again. Again, you can learn a lot from that man's best friend. <coughs> dogs, why do men love dogs? Cause they're loyal. Mixed in with his misogyny is a bit of pride, which we all have, but Kevin's pride does not let women disagree with him. We've all seen Kevin kick women off of his life for interrupting him or in his eyes, disrespecting him. See, this always comes down, listen, no, 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 no. We know where this goes, man. But then he goes on to do the exact same thing. I try to be like, I, I'll go, I'll <clears> get a <throat> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. And I think it's quite easy actually to discern when somebody's not speaking to you from a place of love. Um, but at the end of the day, when you actually strip down a lot of what he says, Minus the misogyny, minus the talking down to women, minus the interrupting women when they're speaking and not allowing them to, you know, to voice their opinions. Uh, minus all of that, which only represents him as a, his character as a human being. When you actually look at the core of his message, there is truth to it. You know, a lot of the women in particular that I see you talking to, they just sort of have like a, a, a contrived image of what their life is supposed to be like. And I wonder where you think that that comes from, because when you have a woman, and this happens over and over and over on your show, they're 35, they have had a, maybe they haven't had a couple kids, they haven't been in a successful relationship, whatever, and then you end up asking them, how much money does a guy need to make mm -hmm. to, to be with you when they say a quarter million dollars in a, a year? And you're kind of no. like, this is a very unrealistic world that you seem to be living in. That's a lot of fucking money. And Bro. what are you really bringing to the table that would, like, maybe you fall in love with this guy and you get lucky, sure. But doesn't seem exceedingly likely if you're not bringing anything to the table, right? Well, there was a woman by the name of Sue Ellen Browder who used to write for Cosmopolitan back in the 70s and 80s. And she wrote a book called Subverted. And she admitted that in the 60s and 70s, Cosmopolitan, which was playboy for women at the time, they openly lied to women, mm. selling them this sex in the city lifestyle. And I did a podcast on how, you know, 
feminism and that kind of stuff was so supposed to be about one thing, women having choice. Mm. If you want to be a housewife, that's your choice. If you want to be a corporate woman, that's your choice. And I think everybody can get on, on board with that. But when we've told women, women in particular, you can have it all. You can have everything. You can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, never let you forget you were a man. I'm a woman, Anjali. That's the 1970s, and that kept going on and on and on. But we as men, we know that ain't right. You step to Hottie over at the bar, and you find out real quick where you rank. Mm. Bars. Real quick. So men get a, a, a dose of reality often. Women, by nature, want to consolidate on the highest value man possible. It's in their nature. Mm. But now... You've completely deregulated the sexual marketplace. There are no rules. And now you have social media and all these dating apps. So now if you're a man in the top 10, top 20%, you have almost 100% of women wanting men who can produce this outcome, mm. which is massively unrealistic. You want a man who's making at least six figures? That's only 10% of the population, 14%. There's a lot of truth to that message. So I think we can agree the reason why this genre of content is very popular online is because absolutely there is a clash in the dating hemisphere between men, the modern man, and the modern woman. And especially in the West, and the desires of both are different. If you look at the world, there is inequity when it comes to gender in, in most places in the world. But there's a unique circumstance that has come to place in America. And it's due to misogyny. It's due to traditionally men having power, especially in the West, and men oppressing women. If you think about it, only only 50 years ago, women were allowed to own their own credit cards. And there were tweets that talked about how, like, the reason why there's a shift in, in society right now is because now women have their independence which we didn't have our our grandparents didn't have their independence we didn't have it before women couldn't have credit cards but now women have that and now they actually have to they can pick what they want in a partner but before women depended on men and you're finding a lot of people in this new context are being displaced they're being displaced by this con by this um change in dynamic and you'll find that a lot of the men are displaced because they now don't have someone to take care of them i'm not turned on by a female ceo i'm turned on when a woman is vulnerable when a woman's soft you know what makes men really excited about women when they can take care of you when they can love you and honor you and not compete with you not have this sense that she's strong and independent she don't need me Firstly, of course a man doesn't want to come home to a spouse he feels he has to compete with. Literally nobody does. If you're in the mindset where having a successful spouse makes you feel like you're in a competition, problem number one. You being a successful woman makes men feel inadequate. So instead of men collectively deciding maybe they should try to be more impressive, they say no. Women must change. Women must dull themselves down. And let me be clear here. I'm aware that men and women seek out different things romantically. I'm aware of masculine and feminine energies. And I'm aware that because men and women are different, they value different things. Communication should be the most important thing in your relationship, along with actually picking partners that align with your wants and needs, instead of getting on the internet or in real life and demanding women lower themselves to meet you. I.e., if a successful CEO woman, I don't know, doesn't turn you on, don't date one. Instead of trying to perpetuate the idea that women shouldn't become CEOs because men don't like that. 
And a lot of the women are displaced because they're looking for a high earner, but that high earner. To these women, 19 years old, and they're wanting men at a certain level. And these men in this room with their peers know they can't date them. Hmm. They don't make enough money. And these women looking over at them like, come back to me when you have $100,000. That wasn't how it was when I was in college. Right. This, this is a recent phenomenon of the last 20 plus years as to where normal average ain't good enough. Everybody has to have a, a Mercedes and you have to have a, uh, a BMW and we have to have a five bedroom house plus a vacation home. And we have to be able to travel to Europe. I'm like, wait a minute. We were happy if we went to Six Flags or Disneyland, but now you got to go to Paris? Right. Where does come from this insatiable, we were made consumers. Mm. And the women have that, that and, and why I say women is because when you start listening to the women who actually sold this, cosmopolitan and all these kind of things, one of the easiest ways to keep money circulating in the community is keep men and women separate and keep marketing a lifestyle. Yeah, and you end up with this sort of a weird structure where you have all, like, a, you know, a handful, the top 5 or 10% of men, and they're attracting a huge percentage of the attractive, eligible women, even though they have no interest in having a serious relationship mm -hmm. with them. And then you have this other big chunk of men who now, like the media, will call them incels yeah. or, or something along those lines that are a little frustrated with the arrangement because they sort of see the world work in this way and they realize that even the, the women that they perceive as being on their approximate level of value are quite often not interested with mm -hmm. any guy who is sort of near the lower end of the, of the spectrum, right? Now, one thing that I think that I'll talk about as a viewer, as an audience member, what you should think about when you're going into watching these videos, and then I'll also talk about as a creator what you should think about when you're going into watching this video videos. But when it comes to you as a viewer, you have to be very careful, especially when you dabble in that red pill community of toxic masculinity. When you understand that a lot of these men, you know, they're promoting this idea of never getting married, being single, because in their defense in America, the court systems are on the side of the w of women. A lot of people got something to say about the fact that I got six kids with six different men. So I'm just going to tell y'all why it is better to do it this way. If I had six kids with all the same dude, I get 34% of his income, which is only $680 a month. If I got six kids with six different dudes, I get 17% from each one of them, which is $340 a month from each one. $340 a month times six baby daddies is $2,040. So why don't you have six baby daddies? Men and boys started falling behind when government began subsidizing single mothers. They Listen tear up. the family apart by giving the money to mothers when fathers are absent mm. and not giving money to mothers when fathers are present. And as I mentioned before, it's because it was an overreaction to uh, misogyny and patriarchy. So it's an overreaction to patriarchy. So. You know, let's say in the court systems, when you have a child, a woman can really exploit a man to the fullest, right? A woman can exploit a man. They could take, you know, child support. They can do all these things. And the court systems, they could prevent these men from seeing their children. This happens. This is happening a lot in America. But let's remember that the Internet is 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 big. And there's so many other cult uh, cultures that are watching. And in other countries in the world, like I'll give for Nigeria, for example, 
Women have no rights. If a kid, if a man has a child, that is his child. Women cannot, don't have the ownership of their children. So as they are spewing this hatred, they have to realize that all their consumers are not only in the West, they have consumers in countries that are less developed, where patriarchy reigns, and where women are suffering. Um, so I think some of their messaging can be very dangerous globally, um, but in an American context, I understand why it's important. So, but as a consumer watching this content, what are, so what are some takeaways? I think you have to be very careful, especially if you're a man, you're watching red pill uh, content and you're, it excites you and it inspires you because a lot of these men, they're very myopic, whether it be the Kevin Samuels, whether it be the alpha male strategies, whether it be mediocre tutorial and reviews, because they actually say on their platform that their goal is to never get married, never have a partner. But when you look at it at the end of the day, right, men don't live as long as women. Unmarried men live way shorter lives than married men. And the irony is that unmarried women live the longest, but married women live shorter than unmarried women. So, and, and this is because naturally w women are caretakers, they're nurturers. Women are gonna take care of you. So in this context, when you think about it, maybe a lot of them don't plan to live long, but who's gonna take care of you? You know, they say a lot of men don't get checkups, they don't check for their health, they don't do all these things, but who's really gonna take care of you in the long run? Like, I know, like, for example, Kevin Samuels is in, is his, I think he's in his 50s, AMS is in his 40s, they're still young. But in the next 20 years, plus years, when you get really sick, who's gonna take care of you? Um, and, and maybe because they are very high income earners, they might find a woman in the long run that will you know, for, forgive what they've been promoting online and take care of them in the long run. But, in the, but the people that they are promoting these ideologies to, a lot of them are 17, a lot of them are young, and a lot of them are probably not gonna be high income. They're probably not gonna be in the 1%. Most people are not gonna be in the 1%. So what's going to happen to them <laughs> when they've believed in this message that, you know, the AMSs have been spewing to them, treat women like terribly and do all this stuff, never get married. You're spewing this hatred to them. What happens when they don't become high earners and they're unable to find a woman to take care of them. And I'm not saying a woman's role is to take care of a man. I'm just saying at the end of the day, women are more nurturing women. Like I said, Women take care of themselves. Women that are unmarried live longer than women that are married. Men that are married live longer than, than men that are unmarried. So those are my thoughts when it comes to consuming that type of content. Now, when it comes to creating that con type of content, yes, it's a very trendy thing to do right now. It's very trendy, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. It's a great you know, segment of the internet which gets a lot of views, and it's just always consistently entertaining. Um, we were seeing so many channels blow up, like I said, eight at the table, mediocre tutorials and reviews, alpha male strategies, and there's a lot of money being made on the back end. When you look at AMS, for example, who used to be, I would say he was probably the king of the red pill community at one point. Uh, but when you look at him, he, I know he had, he's closed off his numbers on his Patreon, but the last it was up, last time I saw it, it was like 4,000 people paying him anywhere between 
$1, no, anywhere between $10 and $50 a month. So let's say if on a low end, he's making $30,000 a month, there's good money there. Um, and we're so many, there are so many channels that are coming up and, you know, growing so fast that are in this genre. I've watched, you know, I, I saw mediocre tutorials when he had like 10,000 followers at the beginning of 2020. Today, he has 200,000 followers. That's how quickly his channel blew up. And yes, a lot of that has to do with, you know, 2020 and, and lockdowns and people consuming more, streaming more content. There's so many influencers that I've watched blow up in that time period. But regardless of that, at the same time, it's just proof that that genre of content is very trendy online. We've seen it with Justin LaBoy, Fully Justin show on Revolt, where he's interviewing women, talking about hypergamy. It's a very trendy genre. So that's my take on the Red Pill community. Is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? Up to you. Make your decision. It's definitely a controversial segment of the internet. Um, and you're not going to likely monetize that segment very well. They don't really like to monetize those channels. Respectfully, it's understandable why. It's, it's quite offensive, but they don't like to monetize that, those channels. But there are so many ways that you can still monetize if that's a genre that you want to enter into. I would just advise any creator that wants to enter into that segment to be... Um, to be careful, to be careful not to spread, you know, inaccurate messaging, misogyny, and all the negative things there are in the world. Um, and at present, no one's going to shut you down, but we're finding that a lot of these channels, if you, if you create a channel that becomes detrimental to people, eventually you're probably going to get shut down, unless you're on your own platform. So that's my take on toxic male dating coaches. If you're new here, my name is Kenem, and I'll see you next time. Peace.